Welcome to Change the Narrative. I'm your host, J.D. Fuller. I'm Susie Younger. An African-American licensed psychotherapist. I'm also a licensed therapist. We talk about the isms. We talk about the phobias. Anything that marginalizes and oppresses. As a white woman, I ask the questions white people are too afraid to ask. Everything we are not and everything we are is because of fear. Through a mental health lens, Susie and I will have difficult conversations with celebrity guests, political activists, and everyone in between. Our mind will tell us whatever we want to believe, but the truth lives in the body, and that's where change occurs. Are you ready to change the narrative? Alex Demopoulos has climbed the culinary and comedic ladder to become the multi-talented and multi-passionate culinary artist and chef. She's the Emmy-nominated host of the food travel series uh, Movable Feast on PBS. She's an actress, Instagram influencer, writer, stand-up comedian, and she's all about flavor, whether it's the food, social justice, hunger initiatives, or having a positive impact and bringing joy to the world. Welcome, Alex. Thank you for that intro, Susie. <laughs> I don't think I've been nominated for an Emmy, but I'd like to be, so maybe you're manifesting Exactly. exactly. Wasn't the show nominated? The show was nominated. I was not the host, though. Okay. Oh. I'm just... You were still, you still have a connection. Don't minimize the connection. Sure. Great. <laughs> Six Great. degrees of separation. I, I also like to refer to myself as not an influencer, but rather an enabler. <laughs> <laughs> if I influence anybody, like we'd all be in a, in a really, really bad place. I don't believe that. We'd be drunk at a bar, <laughs> making very bad decisions. Sometimes people need to do that if they can. Yeah, um, Exactly. Alex, how did you become Alice T. Cooks of Instagram fame? Tell us. Tell us your journey. Um, okay. Starting with, I started in stand-up comedy, and I was acting right out of high school. And uh, it took a lot of years for me to kind of get some traction and to be able to support myself. I was cooking on the side. I was tired of waiting tables. And I wanted a little bit more control and stability, and I really turned to the kitchen to kind of find that, um, what I was looking for. And it kind of spiraled into a catering company, a private chef company, and it really took me off stage and into the kitchen for about six or seven years. I was just trying to survive and trying to kind of find what made me happy. Um, so I kind of left the comedy world for a little bit, but I've always loved to make people laugh. And what I've realized, what I realized is that food and laughter evoke the same emotions in people. And whether you're feeding them a plate of food or you're telling them a joke, it's an inevitable joy that I'm drawn to in people. And so my last name is so complicated and I didn't think that anybody would know how to I, First of all, they don't know how to say it. Second of all, nobody knows how to spell it and find me. So I needed a handle that people would be able to kind of remember. The only problem is now everybody thinks that my last name is Cooks. Yeah. So, and it's just a coincidence that I do cook. And so now all my friends refer to me as T Cooks or just Alex T Cooks. Like it's just a thing that is just taken a life of its own. I retired from the kitchen. So I opened a, I helped consult for a restaurant down in Venice. I continued my catering company while I was pursuing a career as a host. And I booked the show Movable Feast, started hosting that show. I hosted two seasons of a cooking show online um, called Gluten Free with Alex T and Bites and Booze. It was just kind of a natural marriage, but 
once I was able to kind of create some sort of financial stability in my life, I really wanted to get back into acting and comedy. And so that's kind of the trajectory that I'm on at the moment and writing and, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole spiel. Okay. I'm sorry. It was really long winded. No, it's a, it's an admirable spiel. Nobody's going to hate on that. So one of the things I noticed being one of your avid followers on Instagram is that you use your privilege and your platform responsibly. How do you do that? What's, what's the trick? I think it's just accountability is the trick and kind of, um, knowing the difference between right and wrong and seeing how you've fallen short in the past and how I can do better. And it's just holding myself accountable every day to humbly do better in life and recognize that I have an immense amount of privilege. And so the fact that if I don't do anything, that's complicit, complicit. Dyslexia is so fun. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's it's an it's an effortless accountability, and I think I was talking to Susie about this the other day when the the um, insurrection happened at the Capitol, and how it was so overwhelming, and I had so much work to do that day, and I was just like so overwhelmed. I was like, I can't, I can't deal with one more thing, and I turned the news off. I deleted my Instagram, and I kind of went into a into a little like hole and I caught myself and I said this is your privilege like what are you doing right now you got to stop and pay attention to what's happening and look at what's happening in front of your face and do something about it help raise awareness use your voice to support and and raise your voice to raise awareness for this injustice that's happening and so yeah again it's just every day you know accountability. I appreciate that though, because I mean, look at you, you could get by your gorge. You could get by without doing anything or saying anything and, and ever being bothered. And I look at social media and I see it all the time. People are about publicizing themselves, pushing themselves, promoting themselves. I mean, therapists right now are having their own Instagram thing because they're doing all these little things like this and this and this and that. And the TikTok things. You know, and so it's it's a new age out there. It's a new age. And so, you know, I say all that just to say you could get away with doing that, but something drives you. And that's why I said, you know, you're 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 a low key activist. Um, and yeah. and I'm wondering what what pushes you? What's what makes that happen? Um, I think it's just in my blood, I guess. I just it's a I think it's just being a good human. Having <laughs> a moral compass. That's what drives me every day is when when I can, when I, when I see injustice or I see people being treated not fairly, it hits a part in my body where it's just like, I can't not, I can't ignore that. Um, so that's what drives me. It's just this, my, my deep conscious of doing the right thing. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's good that it's at your core because clearly it's not at everyone's core. No. And that's the frustrating part, JD. It's like, it's, it's extremely frustrating because I, I look at people and I go, how do you not see this? It's right in front of your face. It's not hidden. And especially after this last year, it really forced everybody to stop and go, no, 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 this has been happening for a lot of years. And we have just exercised our privilege, privilege to kind of go, nah, 
not interested or it doesn't bother me. It doesn't really affect me. Affect me. Yeah. It's just kind of like, it, it's just too, it's too in your face to ignore. Yeah, I, I would hope so. I mean, that would, that would be my hope is that it's too in people's faces to ignore. I think one of the skills you have is that you are able to motivate people without alienating people. And so talk about what you know about that. It's a skill. I mean, I lose a lot of followers more than I gain. Like, I don't have a, I don't have a huge social media following compared to other quote unquote influencers because I am very, I'm just authentically myself. I'm not catering or pandering to a specific audience. I'm just me. And I think that the audience that I have curated are a group of like-minded people that appreciate the candidness um, and the openness. Well, so you, you, you know, like you motivate and you don't, you know, the other day you spoke of a restaurant in Venice and all of a sudden everybody's orders started, you know, flying through to donate whatever meal they bought to someone in the community, I guess. And I was like, I mean, she spits on the mic and they want to wipe it off. (laughs) What's she got? Yeah. I think, you know what, it's motivating. It's creating a voice of authenticity. And I think on social media, everybody is trying to sell you something. They're trying to sell a version of themselves. And it comes across as like kind of bullshit. And, um, you know, when I, do, I don't work with a lot of brands, mainly because like yeah. nobody pays me enough. Like they want to give me like $50 to hawk their product. I'm like, not, not interested. Um, but you know, the products that I do endorse or I do want to share are things that I actually use that I actually like. And like most of the time people are not paying me to say it. And mm-hmm. I think that people appreciate that. It's a nice breath of fresh air in the space. And so I think that's, it's, an, I'm playing the long game on social media and not yeah, yeah, just yeah. the short game and yeah, really yeah. building an authentic voice. That makes sense, Alex, because I do notice that people, because I study people, obviously, as a therapist, yeah. and I watch, I watch who watches you, and I'm like, you know, they really care about you. You know, they're, they're not, they're, they are authentically caring about you and checking in to see how you're doing, and they're also, you're also mirroring something in their, in their lives, you know, in terms of this pandemic and how difficult it's been, and I mean, I spent nine months living alone, so I, I know, I know what yeah. it was like, and, uh, yeah. and, I love, and I love being alone, but I even got sick of me. <laughs> I like being alone. When when this first went down, I was like, this is Mrs. God, thank you for answering my <laughs> prayers. Because I don't like I was like, I don't like people. I don't want to be around them. I want to keep to myself. But I'm like you, where I, I live alone. I don't see a ton of people. My dog, my dog, my best friend in the whole oh, world, I the know. thing that kept me sane. I had to put them down. So it's like, it's really a lack of companionship and it's been really hard. And when I do those funny videos about me sitting on my couch, which you can see over there with my yeah. plant, Daniel, who I named <laughs> and that's Gloria. Right. And I have Roberta outside. Roberta's the newest member. Excellent. But the amount of people that reach out to me and say, I can't tell you how much it means to me because you seem like you have it all. Mm-hmm. which I really don't, but like they say, like, I feel less alone to know that I'm not the only one that's feeling lonely and sad. And I mean, this is a really sad time for all of us. And, 
even the friends that I like do want to go see, they're just like, no, no. And you know, we're all just like, can we hug? Can we this? Can we, it's like, you have to mourn that part of your friendship and you have to mourn connection. And it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Sure. It's well, a when, lot. They, when, they, when they reach out to you and tell you that they're alone and they're feeling sad, let them know that Susie Younger Therapy and JDFuller.com are there for their mental health needs. Go ahead, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, after this podcast comes out, I'm going to be like, listen, <laughs> I got the 411 on the <laughs> Right? Yeah. Right? So Alex, you share, you share your story every single day. How do you decide with all the emotion and everything you just talked about, how do you decide what you're going to share and what you're not going to share? If I had a filter, I could answer that question, <laughs> but I don't. I just, I just, things come into my mind and this is what got me in trouble my entire life. I feel it, I'll say it, and I don't care. Like, I really don't care. I got, that's like you, JD. You don't give a shit. I don't. It's like, you got to say what you feel and what you're going through. And yes, there are times where I will censor myself in the sense of like, it's not, I don't know how to properly phrase it yet, or I don't know how to properly express it yet. You know, there's places, there's times where I'm like, I, I need to just amplify somebody else's voice and not have an opinion about it and not make myself mm. the center of it. Yes. And so that's that's the only time I will kind of choose what to post, what not to post and, and things like that. And like that- when, I, when, George, when George Floyd happened, I, I can't be the one talking about this. I need to amplify the voices that, that really can speak to, to such a tragedy like this. And, and the systemic racism and all the things that come with it. Those, you know, those are the moments that you just have to kind of make that decision. And your story is filled with so much balance. I think that that's what people really see and appreciate about you. So all that stuff in your head, we're going to play a game right now. It's called, oh no, oh no. it's called word association. So I'm going to give you one word three times, and you're just going to tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Get ready. Is there a sensor button? No, don't worry about it. Deep breath. Garlic. Delicious. (laughs) Fame. Fake. Mm, Whiteness. Ooh. (laughs) I want to say like a a Twinkie. (laughs) I don't know. I haven't heard that one before. Love it. That's a new one. That's a good one. Okay. Spill the tea. What are... Can I I elaborate on that for a second? Sure. I think it makes more sense. This is where my brain goes, and this is probably... You guys are the therapist, so you'll probably go, she probably needs our help a little bit more. (laughs) But I think that... This is this theory is so dumb, and I'm making it up as no, we just go. Take We're us just, through it. Don't don't censor it. Take us through. Here's it. the train of thought. So I, yeah. I when I hear whiteness, I think of something that has always just been, like mm-hmm. the thing that is always just there, and classic, quintessential Americana. Nobody questions it. Nobody really dives into kind of like what it is, and that's what I feel like. 
Twinkies are? No, that's actually, Alex, I have to tell you, that's friggin' genius, quite honestly. Like, so, Twinkies, like, Twinkies are a bunch of bullshit. Like, it's a bunch of bullshit put inside of bullshit, wrapped up, and it never expires. So, actually, so what? this is actually genius. Yeah. Am I a genius? Yes. No. I'm just saying that that is darn it's, good. It's on the well, show. Hold on, JB. You're the professor. What grade would you give her in class? Well, once she flushed it out like that, no doubt an A. That, just, that was a connection that just yeah. worked. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. It's okay. just a thing that's yeah, there and it doesn't expire. That's that's yeah. the other thing. It sits on the shelf and we never check the date on it to make it, oh. you know, make Ooh. it fr- fresh. Ooh, fresh Alex. batch, maybe. Maybe That's like rethink the recipe. Love okay, that. keep going. Now I'm wrong. Yeah. Oh, go. now we're going. Okay, now we're going to have you spill some tea. Tell okay. us about some of the oddest DMs you've gotten. Oh, um, I, you know what? Actually, they're not so bad anymore. I think that as I kind of curate or as people kind of come and go and I engage with certain people and don't engage with other people, I had a pretty nasty one when I was engaged to my ex-fiance, who was a woman. Some woman wrote me when my mom was diagnosed with cancer that that my mother had cancer because God was punishing my family for my choices. And I I was like, okay, Carol, you need to just maybe check your Bible and see In which passage in Leviticus, Jesus said, you got to send random strangers nasty shit on the internet. I mean, I just, you know, whatever. But I get, you know, very sweet. Unbelievable. Like, I get a lot of sweet guys who write me and say that I'm, you know, that I'm their dream girl. And I'm just like, thank you. Will you please tell them to all the toxic men I'm dating here in L.A.? <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, everybody's super nice. I, I do get the occasional crazy person but they've kind of weeded themselves out. Okay. Thank you, JD. Take it. So tell us about what you're up to lately. What's going on? Well, Projects, um, ideas, creativity. And promote your show. Daniel. Yes. So right now, the newest season of Movable Feast with Relish is on PBS. And it's and so good, Amazon. everyone. Thank you. It was a blast to shoot. We shot it back in September, in the fall in New England. And it is really just a celebration of the farmers and the chefs there and the food that is grown in that region of the country. I got to just meet the most amazing people and hear the most incredible stories and cook the most amazing food. Um, So that's out now. New episodes are airing every week on PBS. And you can also stream it on Amazon through the PBS Living kind of add-on to your Amazon Prime subscription and yeah that's that's the show so that's me promoting my show and right. then I mean my day job's kind of boring I write I write for an ad agency which is extremely taxing and time consuming but learning a lot and then I just wrote a pilot which is nice. kind of based on my life's a, a scripted comedy based on my life working as the help in as a private chef in this home and it's about all the cast of characters in this beautiful, diverse group of immigrant housekeepers and house managers that become more than just friends. They become family. And it really is. Um, it's been a blast to write. And Susie's been helping me with it. It's fantastic. I can't wait for it to get out there. Um, let me just say you made reference to New England. And let me just tell you, that's how we are here. Yeah. 
roommate of. New England is a different kind of energy. So I'm glad you had a good experience out here, right? Yeah, no, I mean, where in New England are you? I'm in, well, right now I'm in Florida, but I, I'm from Connecticut. And so when you were up that way, I was like, it was very familiar to me. And that's just kind of how they, how we roll. I had never spent any time in New England and I was oh. so blown away with the people that I met consistently across the board, how humble, hardworking, engaging, kind, passionate, all of the, from the beer brewers to the farmers, to the oyster farmers, to the lobstermen, everybody was so excited to be able to share a little bit of their world with our show. And it was, and also, I mean, it was the most beautiful time of year. I fell in love with the East Coast. It was just extraordinary. So yeah, to your point, y'all are great because I live in LA where nothing is real and nobody's nice. <laughs> you know, and it's so funny because, you know, those of us who come from the East Coast to LA, so always accused of being too direct, too honest, you know, working too hard. And it's, right. so it's interesting to hear you say that because that's a spin on, on what I've been told in my experience out there. Um, and then what happened to your crush before I ask you uh, one more question? Farmer Maria. Yeah, you knew exactly what I was talking about. Oh, I know. I knew who you were talking about. No, I, um, it was, a, it was funny. She was a farmer on one of the, and it's so, this poor girl probably. It's like, what? <laughs> you don't really you know, all, like, all the, Instagram. Farmers, the farmers we were meeting were like kind of missing a tooth, you know, like they were farmer farmers. <laughs> and then I get to this farm and there's like this beautiful rolling green hills and there's this cute little like Evangeline Lily looking girl with a little flannel on and Daisy Dukes and rain boots and a big old knife and she's chopping radishes. And I was just like, oh, hello. Like you are adorable. <laughs> and then I got to know her and she was really fantastic. You know, the funny, fun little crush, but... It was funny. Our culinary, our culinary director, who's also queer, we were both crushing on her. We were kind of like figuring out who was gonna, who was gonna figure out if she was down or not, and then we just we left it. That's great. It was great following you and uh, watching yeah. you and your antics, and I can't wait to see the show. So I have one more question for you before we let you go. Yeah, Alex T. Alex T. Cooks. If you could do one thing to change the world, what would it be? Ooh, if I could do one thing to change the world, what would it be? I have a quote tattooed on my back and a really bad tattoo. Like it's really ugly, but these words kind of always stuck with me is when the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. Mm -hmm. And I think um, if everybody could lead with compassion and empathy and love, and think selflessly, I think that that could change the world. I don't know if one single act I could do could change it. It, ha it would have to be a wish for um, compassion and empathy from others. Beautiful. Alex, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us today. I really appreciate it. I know I've been really looking forward to this and I've been sort of pestering Susie. When's she coming on? When's she coming on? When's she coming on? So really happy that you came on. Super fun. I can't wait to hang out with you. Yeah. I like want to keep talking forever. I know. Me too. We'll have to do it again. <laughs> I know. Thank you guys for having me. For sure. I appreciate it. Well, you guys go have fun. Wait, tell Daniel and Maria, was it? Oh, Gloria. Gloria. And then and Roberta's outside. Roberta, tell them all I said hello and I'll, I'll see you on Instagram. Take care, Alex. 
All right. Bye. 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 Please be sure to like, subscribe, and follow wherever you get your podcasts. And also leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Thank you for listening to Change the Narrative with J.D. Fuller.